You're a small business, you work hard, but you don't have a huge marketing budget and you're always looking for new ways to find customers. Have you ever thought about audio? You're listening to an ad right now, aren't you? Introducing AudioGo, a new online platform that lets you run ads on the top podcast and digital radio stations. Don't have a radio ad? We'll make one for you. Sign up for free today at audiogo.com. AudioGo, audio advertising made simple. Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. The following program is powered by Urban Junction Entertainment. Hi, this is Kyra. Thanks for listening to the Let's Chat and Jam podcast. Tap into the episode featuring myself, now available. What's going on, everyone? MC Andrew Love back on your screen and your speakers one more time. And welcome to another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. In this episode, I speak with two amazing hip-hop artists, Corey Drums and Jay God both coming out of Los Angeles, California. Check out this interview we did right now. What's going on, everybody? MC Andrew Love, back on your screen and your speakers one more time with another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. In this episode, I'm speaking to two good brothers that are hip-hop rap icons. Yeah, I'm talking Corey Drums and his son, Jay Gar. These two brothers here are sick with it. And I'm telling you something, folks, when you hear their songs and later on in this episode, you're going to say the same thing. So without further ado, let me bring you in Corey Drums and Jay Gar. Hi, guys, my people. How y'all doing? All right, man. How are you, man? What you been up to? You know, we just been rising, man. You know, staying with the sunlight, walking with the moon. You know how we do it. Yeah. So when did you realize you had a passion for music? And this goes well, for both of you. Yeah, well, me, it was uh, it was, it was, was like on a day of conception, pretty much. You know what I mean? My, well, my parents was into music. So, you know, I was I grew up around a piano. My pops was a songwriter. My mom was singing. I listened to their music and all of that. So it was just like kind of natural, you know? But then when, when, I, when I knew I wanted to be a rapper, though, I, I heard LL Cool J. That was, that was when I knew I really wanted to rap. Well, I was a Run DMC fan. I'm from Alice Queens, so, you know what I mean? I'm ingrained with the hip-hop thing. And I was, I was around during the time when Running Them first came out and changed the game, and it made my neighborhood, like, we was the mecca of everything, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but when LL came out, it was just something about the way he rhymed, the things he was saying. He used a lot of big words that, I mean, the multi-syllable words, which back then to us was big words like devastation, you know what I mean? Inoculation. Those were huge to us. You know what I mean? Like, how do you use that? Do you use that in a, in a sentence? What do you mean? Like, so, I mean, once I heard LL, it was like, I got to be a rapper. His voice was just crazy. I, I was already enthralled with Run's voice like that. But with LL, we just, with him, his voice like that and hit the words he was saying, it just worked. And it's like, I got to be like that. I got to be that dude. I got to be one of them, yo. This is what I want to do. So at that point, I, I wanted to be an MC. That's dope. And it's funny you say that 
because Run DMC was a group that I always looked up to myself. But then when I heard the Fat Boys, oh my God, yeah. I was in love because I was a little fat boy. So yeah. I can relate to these brothers. Right. Oh man. Okay, God. So tell us your story. So I, what got me into it, my passion was uh, my very first time writing a song. My very first song I actually was hooked on music. It was pretty much the whole aspect. I kind of felt like I had done it before. Like, like uh, very, very familiar. So it's like when I did it, it was, it was, uh, I was able to be very versatile with it. You know, I was able to be, I was very comfortable with it. Uh, my, first, my very first song, I can tell you what it was called, When I First Saw You. I, uh, I mean, I was a, I was a singer, when I, believe it or not, when I first started doing this. Cause, you know, as a kid, I had more of a, a high-pitched voice. So I was able to get higher notes. But yeah, it was just being able to come up with those, own, my own melodies and coming up with my own creative and, and witty bars, you know, because not everything, I, I wasn't making the hottest bars in the world, but the fact that I was being able to do something like that and create something of my own and memorize it, it was like, it was like a test for me. It was like, a, it, was like edu- it was like education, but it was also like, like I said, like I've been there before. I'm digging the vibes, man. So who are your greatest influences? Um, me, it's, I mean, I say this all the time, it really was my parents. That when it came to anybody being an artist, that was the first thing I knew about. Like, I mean, how am I going to look over Larry and JB who made records and say a Marvin Gaye or Stevie Wonder, who I also do admire, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Donnie Hathaway, stuff like that. You know what I mean? I respect the music itself. But the ones that inspired me was Larry and JB, Larry Banks. You know what I mean? My father was the head A&R for RCA Records, black music. And when at one time, he wrote songs, Paul McCartney and the, and, and the Beatles and them as fans of my father. You know what I mean? So that had I had no choice but that to be my inspiration. I remember sitting in, sitting at, the, at my house. My pops flew to England to do an interview on WCBS radio when I was about six years old, seven years old. And I'm listening to my father on the radio. Like, you couldn't tell me my father wasn't that was president James Brown and all that. You know what I mean? He was just a middle class father at a motherfucking regular house in Queens, you know what I'm saying? But you could not tell me that he wasn't. Like I used to go to James Brown crib with my father. They was his friends. They wasn't they wasn't superstars to me. They was they was my father's friends that he smoked weed with. James Brown used to come to Syracuse a lot. And one particular time he came to Syracuse and he went back to his tour bus and he found out it was Rob. So James Brown never came back to Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, James Brown used to live in Queens. He used to live in St. Albans. Live right across the street on, on, on Belinda Boulevard, right across the street from VA Hospital. But everybody know where his crib was. Count Basie used to live out in Queens. Like my neighborhood, we used to, well, they, they got a black family and it was pretty much in a lot of, a lot of cities. But my neighborhood, it, it, my area in Queens, which was south of it, was Jamaica, Queens, uh, Cambria Heights, Springfield Gardens. They looked at that as like the Black Beverly Hills because all of the prominent Black musicians and Black artists, they all had houses there. All of them. You know what I mean? Like, we got murals of all, all of them. Duke Ellington and, you know what I mean, Count Basie. They was all living there, not just hanging out. That was where they had houses. So, man, that's where we came from. I mean, you look at, that's why the music from Queens and that area, that area is like, that's why it is what it is. Most of us, our families were in the business. 
there's a lot of dudes out there that they relatives like part of the four tops and I mean, some of, the, some of the most famous groups that you've ever heard of, they like second cousins or uncles or their father was a band member or something like that. That's what Hollis Queens and that's what that area of Queens, Southeast Queens, that's what it is, yo. That's what it is. That's our legacy. That's why there's so much music that comes out of it. That's why Queens itself, when you look at Queens as a whole, when it comes to hip hop itself, Queens is undeniable. Queens is undeniable. I heard so much negative things about Queens growing up. When I was in Manhattan, I was looking for a way to get to Central Park. Mm -hmm. And me being a foreigner for New York City, regulars don't really like me asking questions. So I asked them, how do I get to Central Park? The guy says, I don't know. Ask someone else. Uh -huh. So I'm like, this city sucks. Because nobody is happy here. Then I asked another guy, how do I get to Central Park? He said, take 52nd Street, make a left, you'll find it. Uh -huh. So I took 52nd Street, I took a left, and I ended up on a bridge. You lined up a Queens Bridge. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I remember this, and I said to my wife, I said, holy crap, we're in the wrong part of town. We got to turn back around. <laughs> <laughs> I eventually yeah, found Central Park. You was, was on the forty side too. <laughs> oh man, it was it was scary, man. I, I I saw the neighborhood too. I was like, oh my god, let me turn back around and get back That's to funny. Manhattan. That's funny. <laughs> oh yeah, man, I'm not a New York City type of guy, man. I'm from the other side of Queens, though. We got houses. You know what I mean? Like, we, we a little bit more residential. You know what I mean? Still, still is gangster. Still, still is ornery, but, you know. <laughs> hey, this is Way. Thanks for listening to Let's Chat and Jam Podcast. Tap into this episode featuring me. Available now. Thanks. Jay God, so who, who are some of your influences? Uh, of course, my big, my, my big influences growing up was my pops. Growing up in the studio, uh... Since birth, you know, since conceived, you know, I've been I've been hearing beats here and whatever. So that was one of the things that moved me and uh, naturally just made me pull me to it, you know. And uh, another person I listened to is J Cole. That was one of one, another one of my biggest influences uh, to this day. My favorite rapper, you know, he's just I uh, uh, for a part of my for a part of my life, he was like he hit me in a spot where I where I needed it, you know. It definitely com comforted me. A lot, and that's why I need because I felt like it was a lot of relations going on through the similarities of our situations. Do you feel, as a son of a rapper, Corey Drums, who's a legend in the industry, do you feel did you feel the pressure of like trying to measure up to your pops, or did you have your own way, your own sound, your own vibe? Because because people would say, "Dang, you're you're son of Corey Drums, you you better sound good." You know, there's a there's a for pub, the public like myself, we have an expectation. You know, we're like, Corey Drums is a beast. He's a legend. He's a living legend in the industry. So I figured I'd tell you that now, Corey Drums, while you're still alive, you Thank are you, a freaking legend, man. Thank you, brother. So do you feel, as a, the son of Corey Drums, do you feel pressure as a rapper? And like, or do you feel like, I'm, you know, I'm my own person. I'm Jay God. I'm not concerned about that other stuff. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a complete honest answer. As 
as of uh, when I first, you know, started establishing my artistry, maybe that I might, I maybe would have sensed that pressure. Um, I, I, you know, coming up, it was like that was who I embodied myself as uh, because that was all I really knew, you know, him and his life. Um, so when it came to actually building more foundation within me and growing up, you know, just growing up, uh, I, I was able to embody my own persona. And now I feel like that's, you know, that's not even a question. Like, I don't think that's ever, you know, there's any pressure at all. Um, because, you know, in, in the meaning of my name, you know, uh, I'm going to just say, I changed my name to many, many different times, you know. From little drums, little sea style, most of them were very growing <laughs> up. So when I when I finally was able to establish who I was, I my music itself changed and my content changed. What I was talking about, I was able to, like I said, now what what I was in, engulfing and embodying is now showing and expressing inside my music. So that's 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 pretty much my roundabout answer. I don't feel no pressure at all, honestly. I feel like we're we're both getting the same wisdom, we're both expressing that same way within the same energy as different entities. It's just you know, it's and it's perfect. It's just it's in unison, you know. I'm digging the vibes. Yeah, what's up, man? It's your boy Swerve Jones. Thanks for listening to the Let's Chat and Jam podcast. Tap into the episode featuring myself. Available now, man. Corey Drums. Yes, sir. You used to be C style at one point. Yes, sir. Why'd you change your name? I had to evolve. Like, well, I became. I I I wasn't C style anymore. You know, C style was a person. It was a persona. It was an attitude that I was. It was a beast. It was a warrior. It was. It was more on. It was more in demolition. C style was about demolition. You know, it's about construction. And with construction, you have to do demolition before you're able to put in the foundation. So C-Style was more about demolition, not de- not only demolition of the things around me, those trappings and those those bindings that the universe put around me for me to defeat, but also for me to, 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 to uh, uh, you know, reconstruct myself and destroy the self that somebody else taught me to be. You know, we all taught to be something from birth. We, we, not, we, we, never, we never really put to that point where we're allowed to define ourselves. We're named by our parents. We're told how what to do by society. You know what I mean? So when it got to the Corey Drums time, it, it, it was me breaking away from all that and finding out, yo, who am I, yo? Forget about everything else. Forget about what people want me to be, what everybody thinks I am, what everybody expects of me, what everybody's ideology of world of the world is. Who am I? How does this world affect me? How what what makes me move? What's, what what really makes me tick? You know what I mean? And that's when I started looking inside myself and it was like, you know, before anything, I got to be myself. So it had to be Corey. I had to be Corey. See, see, cipher, rule, equality, why was the question most asked? You know what I mean? And I, I've always known that attribute. I've always recognized that attribute. That's what made me broke. You know what I'm saying? And then, like I told you, the drum, it was always my heartbeat, man. And the music is my drum. I'm, I'm production-wise, I'm a producer as well. I don't produce my beats right now or buy beats. Dudes, that, that's their passion. But my passion is the world. My passion is writing that spell. You know what I mean? It's all magic. So I, my passion is the magic part of it. You know what I mean? But the drum is the fact that my rhythm is of a drum. It's pounding. Like when you listen to my, my words and my flow, my cadence, my delivery, I ride the drum. 
even when I'm using a trumpet melody, or maybe when I'm using a saxophone's rhythm or 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 trombone's riff. You know what I'm saying? Because my flow is more like a horn, but at the same time it hits at the punches, mm-hmm. and those punches is the drum. Because I'm always here to make you punch. I want that rhythm. Without the rhythm, you're not moving. So that's what I'm about. That's what that's why I made it to Corey Drums because uh, that's it be, it, that's who I am. And that's when I found out that's who I am. C-Style was who I was. Like, I used to say that in songs too. I named myself C-Style because I C-Style literally throughout my freestyle. I literally see music and colors. You play a song for me and I see it as blue. My man's would play me a beat and be like, that's your green. Be like, what, how the fuck is, what you mean that's green? It's green, yo. I see emotion. I see music and colors. So that's where the C-Style came from. But like I said, I went from seeing to the frequency. I went from the colors and the, 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 the dynamics of the geometry to the frequency of the waves now. And now I don't need to see it. I can hear it. I can take the vibes. That's deep, man. I'm thinking about everything you just said, and you make a lot of freaking sense. So, gentlemen, when you're not in a studio, you're not making music, and you're doing your regular life, what do you do? We work. We got regular jobs, man. I'm a manager at a, a construction company, a contracting company, and he's one of my employees. At least you can work with your pops. Indeed, indeed. It's a blessing. Indeed. Plus, we man, you know, we do our branded stuff. We got our clothing line, and, you know, um, we do our music stuff. We're looking at right now, now that everything's opening up with the pandemic, we're looking at starting to do a lot more live performances. Um, like I said, we got a show this, on the 24th uh, this month, and we're also going to start doing some, some, like, street performances down at Venice Beach, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Just be out there. Well, I, you know, I pray that you guys smash the concert, man. I, I pray that that you guys do a great job and that people see just how entertaining you guys are. And they'll be like, yeah, we're going to see more of these guys. And maybe if you don't forget, you can say, hey, let me send MC Andrew Love a ticket so he can come out here and check oh, us right. out. I got you, brother. I got you. Because you guys, I, you. I can't wait because I love your music. And just to see you guys perform your music, man, that'd be a dope-ass show right there. No doubt, bro. So we're going to tap into some of that music, actually. We're going to play snippets of both of your songs. We're going to start with Emeralds. Can yes, you sir. tell us about Emeralds? Where did it come from? Well, with Emeralds, um, my, my, my spiritual attribute and who I really am outside of what my parents named me, I am thought. I am the original uh, scribe of the universe. I'm the child of An and Anki. I'm the grandson of An and son of Anki. You know what I mean? And, and I know my attributes. So that that right there was is is me connecting with my thought reality, my thought creativity, and speaking the Emerald Tablets in a language that now can be expressed and be accepted because we read the Emerald Tablets and the information from them. Uh, in the language that it was written at that time, it's, it, it doesn't make sense to the people here. And the universe told me throughout time that I have to reconstruct the information so that it's palatable to the people and take it away from those who are using it to control the people with false information. So that's that they can understand what it's about and how they can become themselves. Okay, folks. This is what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to play a snippet of the song Emeralds. You could do the same thing. You go on over there to Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, YouTube Music. Loom.fm 
They got a couple of apps you can download, one for your Android, one for your iPhone. And of course, my favorite spot, iHeartRadio. You can check out Corey Drums there, and you can check out Emeralds streaming on every platform. So make sure you tap in. So here's a little snippet of Emeralds by Corey Drums. Builders, they be called in my buildings, they really battle. Some of the leading bricks in the buildings don't turn to gravel. I crumble any empire force to use my powers. And claiming that they chosen for rice, stolen from Alex. Corey Drums, y'all. For inclusion for something, we really started. While these motherfuckers hiding where they actually got it. Tap in, y'all. Got it where it was before you found it. In fact, some, you ain't from nowhere either. This is good stuff. So and if you want to go song? check out the rest of it, you know what you got to do. You got to go press play on Spotify. But you can also check out that song on Let's Chat and Jam on Spotify playlist. So make sure you follow that playlist so you can check out Corey Drum's songs, man, because this brother is deep. But let's go on to Jay God. Jay God. You have that song called Overtime. Can you tell us about that song? Yeah, man. Uh, Overtime, man. It was my greatest uh, triumph. We did my greatest uh, uh, progression. I started going through a whole lot when I wrote that song. I have a real harsh uh, uh, environment out in Long Island where I didn't have much leeway within my living circumstance. I ended up coming back. I ended up coming out here to, to get a refresh out here in L.A. Um, you know, starting at the same basis that I was in New York, just giving myself a more even playing field. Uh, so it's not like I wasn't coming here to be rich, but I'm going to come here and I'm going to get rich. So I was here. I, was, I came here homeless. Um, and overtime was pretty much the time phase of my homelessness, what I embodied during that time. What I, what I knew what had to happen, what I knew I had to endure, what I knew what had to uh, overcome. Something my pops told me before I came, before I came out here, he told me, "You gonna come here and you gonna you gonna have to bite a bullet. It's gonna be a. I mean, I don't know how long, I don't know how many bullets, but you know you're gonna have to bite them, and you you're gonna you're gonna overcome." So, you know everything, everything. I mean, I love this man. Everything he said, it, it literally comes to existence. It's right in front of me, like I'm prepared. Like, all right, oh shit, it's exactly what he said. So it's like. But that was was just I had to put in that overtime. I had to grind harder than I ever, ever had in my entire life. Because now I'm in the streets. Now I'm sleeping in cars, sleeping in squads, sleeping in hotels, trying to find my next meal. And all of it was just for stability, you know, because that was the first level. So that I could find it. Then I could start getting on my incline, you know. So that's that's what that was. It was putting in that work. It was finding something that was deeper within me that I, I, that I never really even searched for before, you know. That and now we live in a condo. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, I mean, great, great, great decisions since then. You know, of course, it's always going to be bad decisions he makes. But, but as as far as progression, <laughs> that's what that song really was. Uh, that's why I'm, uh, you know, I'm, that's what I, you know, when it comes to, like I said, I changed a lot as a musician. When I changed my name, J God, Ryan, now, I was more, I was able to tap subconsciously. <laughs> Uh, my existence, my, who I am, what I live today, not what I want to live, not what I have imagined living, not what I, right. not, I mean, this is, this is it. This is Jay, Jamil, Kimiel Banks, Jay God, the God of my name. reason why I spell God like that is to read. God of my name stands for gaining all wisdom daily. It's an acronym. 
And that's where all of us are. I don't call people who listen to my music. I don't call them fans. I don't call them listeners. They're gods as well. We all gods. And I, the reason why I spell it that way is because there's a difference between G-O-D and G-A-W-D. And that's exactly what you said before. The noun, you change it from the noun, noun and verb. We, we now get the substance. You now get the actual energy rather than just creating the person out of it. I am not God. I am God. Right. You know, so beautiful thing when you see it. That and that's why, and that's why, and that's 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 why I have my name like that. And that's what what overtime's about. It really embodies all that together. I could dig the vibes, man. So we're gonna tap into a little bit, like folks. You could do the same thing here with J God. You can go to Spotify, go to Apple Music, YouTube, YouTube Music, all platforms, and tap in. And all you gotta do is spell his name out: J A Y Y G A. WD, and he'll pop right up. And as far as Corey Drums, you spell his name, C-O-R-E-Y-D-R-U-M-Z, and he'll pop right up. So right now, here's a little snippet of the song Overtime by Jay God. Still see prevail. They just left for my day cell and brought another cell. We all seek it to see heaven because we live in hell. I got ones I do it for. Stay God, y'all. So you better watch your attention when you step in here. And they gon' ride for me. No, they tell it loud. Shirley says she done my ride for me. I'm a little ride. I've been on Yo, this hard, man. It's gon' hurt to try. No, it's on your mind. She gon' blow. I ain't no overtime. No one saying they gon' ride for me. No, they tell it loud. Shirley says she done my ride for me. Yo! I like the delivery, man. It's dope. Yo, y'all want to hear the rest of this? You got to go tap in, man, on your own time. I said on all platforms. That right there is Jay God. Man, that brother is serious. So make sure you go tap in because he's got rhymes for you. But so does Corey Drums. They both got rhymes for you, man. It's, it's like, woo-wee. Man, I'm digging the vibes. It's hot in here. Right. Tell us some of your, your experiences you've had since you've been making music. And this goes for both of you. Well, me, um, I mean, my history, I started back, I started rhyming in 1985. You know what I mean? Um, I was 15 years old. I had my first record deal when I was like 22. I signed a Columbia Records uh, right behind Nas. And I was, we was all in the same camp. I was searching like mob at the time. So it was me, Nas, and OC. We were all in the same camp. And I was also hit squad with EPMD. So, I mean, I ran around with a lot of, you know, the legendary stuff from back in the day. I mean, the, so many stories. It's crazy. I was in the hit squad. I'm in, I'm in the headbanger video. I'm in 2K solo video. I'm in like two empty search videos. Um, um, Biggie was a fan of mine. Wu-Tang Clan, they was fans of mine. You know what I mean? Respectfully, because I'm fans of theirs as well. You know what I mean? Prodigy as well. I mean, one of the biggest things that happened to me was Prodigy asking me for my autograph back in the days. You know what I mean? I, I, it was crazy. I, I rhymed with LL. We talked earlier that LL is my, is my, my that's their dude to me. And I rhymed with him. Me and him rhymed in a cypher for about an hour together. He kicked everybody else out of that cypher and kept me in. It was like, yo, I messed with you. You nice. Like I was told by LL Cool J that I'm nice. I was told by KRS-One that I was dope. You know what I mean? Some of the hardest critics in hip-hop, the ones that they battle anybody, they, they, everybody's whack to them, they told me I was dope. And that right there was the biggest thing to me. Like, that, that, nobody could tell me nothing. Like, you know, what you gonna tell me? LL said I was dope. You know what I mean? KRS-One told me I'm dope, yo. Like, not just the magazines talking, not just the fans talking. I mean, stretching Bob Beto, that's my brothers. They, they know I'm dope, I mean? But LL said I'm dope, B. 
And he and I rhymed with him multiple times. He actually stayed at one time when I was about 17 years old, 18 years old. He stayed at a party one time just to sit there and listen to me rhyme. He was going to leave. My man told me, like, yo, he's the biggest fan. Yo, stay, listen to him. And I rhymed for him that day. I rhymed, I rhymed. He stayed. It was me, Fredro Starr, and Sticky Fingers from um, Onyx. They were the Onyx that film. They did a party. Irv Gotti was a DJ. In house. It was in uh, on Hillside in Queens. And um, LL stayed, yo. He listened to me rhyme. And that day, he told me I was dope. And then after that, I used to bump into him in different places. I bumped into him a lot of times at Columbia Records. He remembered who I was. He would always give me real advice. Uh, I would meet. I would. I would bump into him at like you know, local events in the, in the neighborhood back in the town park. Um, he would be there. He would walk through, and you know, he would meet a lot of people all the time, you know. And every time LL saw me, he remembered who I was. Like, yo, dang, I remember you. You that kid that was dope. Yeah, I remember you. You that kid was dope. I was gonna sign to his label one time. He was doing Ilion Records and Palmer Boulevard Records. I was gonna sign to Ilion. He had the offices at his grandmother's house on Elyon and Dunkirk. I used to ride my bike down there and go to his grandmother's crib. He decided not to not to move on with the label. But like that was one of my biggest things. Like, who gets to rock with the, who gets to rhyme in a cipher? Just a regular cipher at that like with the item, dude. You know what I mean? And then that dude that you know this dude battled everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody. And the grandmother. This is the dude that ended cannabis' career, B. You know what I mean? Just with a snap of his fingers like Vandals, you know what I mean? And he sat there, rounded me for an hour, because he was in a cycle with a bunch of other people, and he heard me rhyme, and he literally grabbed me by the shoulders, turned his back on everybody else, and just me, him, and my homie. The cycle wound up just being us for an hour. Wow. He was at a BMI event. It was a BMI um, showcase in Manhattan. That was, like, that was like one of the biggest things in my, in my life, you know? I'll never forget that. <laughs> like, you know, and to this day, like yeah, yeah, me, me and L, we top, we top, we top, t- uh, tapping with each other on, on, on like Twitter and shit like that. You know what I mean? It ain't, it ain't a whole lot of like it's my own boy and nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's always been like, I mean, the dude follows me on Twitter. Let's leave it at that. You know what I mean? I don't. He follows me, so that's dope. You know what I mean? That, that, that to me, that's like that. That that's better. Those things to me are better than any other like accolades that I could. You know, people running around talking about they, they want to talk about the money they make and all that. That's irrelevant to me. The experiences that I've experienced in this man is dope. Like I met Mr. Magic, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you know who Mr. Magic is. He another one told me I was dope. I got told by the legends <laughs> that I'm dope, yo. You know what I'm saying? By the legends of legends, like Mr. Magic. Mr. Magic opened to buy me a drink at a club in Louisiana one time. We was down there for the Gavin Convention at Wild Pitches. Um, I was signing Wild Pitch Records at the time. He was at our showcase. And after I got on stage, he ran, he bum-rushed me. He didn't care about nobody else that was there. He's like, yo, come here. I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. I want to buy you a drink. And I'm like, yo, buy me a drink. Do you know who you are? You know what I mean? I'm asking him, like, do you realize do you know who you are, nigga? Like, you Mr. Magic, man. Like, what do you mean, buy me a drink? Can I buy you a drink? We sat down at the bar, and um, we was just kicking it, and he's like, yo, you fucking dope, man. And we came back. With, he was like, yo, I, 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 I'm telling you, when we get back to New York, yada, yada, yada. And I thought he was bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm thinking maybe, you know what I mean? He's one of them nights, he's just drinking. You know, he, I think I'm dope and all that, but he ain't going to remember me when he get back to New York. Yo, real talk, man. We got back to New York. He was on, um, him, him and Moody Love had the uh, show on Hot 97 at that time. And, um, 
he talked about me on Hot 97, you know. I was at home one day just chilling, and he played a record. He played my record. He was like, yo, this kid. He's like, yo, this kid from Delaware, man. Matter of fact, he didn't play my record. He talked about it. He's like, yo, this kid. I was sitting in my car in front of my house, man. I was smoking a blunt. I'll never forget this shit. I'm sitting there smoking a blunt. I'm listening to the radio show. And he's just, I don't know where, just starts talking about the Gavin convention. And he's like, yeah, this dude. And I can't remember the kid's name. He can't remember my name. He's like, this kid was dope. He was at the Wild Fish convention, the Wild Fish showcase. And MC Search, who was the uh, vice president of Wild Fish at the time, he called up at, at the radio station and to tell him, he's like, yo, you talking about my man C-Style. He's like, yeah, that dude C-Style. This dude C-Style. Yo, he's nice as fuck. And, I, I, and lo and behold, the following week, guess who's talking about me again? Mr. Magic. Yo, for real. Hi, this is Angel Sessions. We want to thank you for listening to the Let's Chat and Jams podcast. Tap into the episode featuring myself, now available. Like, I left a stain on Mr. Magic. Like, like that was something phenomenal to me. For me to be, to, to, for those dudes like that to talk about me like that, you know, you know what I mean? I, I, another one that told me I was dope like that. Grandmaster Cass. Like, these are the legends, man. These ain't just some old rinky dink dudes. You know what I mean? Like, these is them. If they tell you that, I knew I was doing what I should be doing, you know? So the money that never really mattered to me. It was it was all a matter of, man, I'm doing right, B. <laughs> the legends are this legend. The legends are the legends telling me I'm dope. Wow. Them, that's don't that's dope, me. man. That is dope. You know it's I mean? dope that they said that you was dope. Yeah, that's crazy, yo. Like, I, I, I'm that's the biggest thing to me. But enough biggie telling me I'm a big fan of yours. Wu Tang, I'm performing on stage and then passing me blunts in front of stage doing a show because they was fans of me. You know what I mean? Me being on stage performing right after Biggie and Tupac. Like, I wasn't an opening act for them. I was a big dude with them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those kind of things, those are important to me. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, I think that's why, I, I think that's what resonates when I do my music the, in the delivery of it. Not necessarily what I'm saying. Of course, you can tell them season. But I think in the delivery of it, it's that, it's that experience. That, that experience comes, in, comes through with that. Like, I don't really have to tell these stories. I don't really like to, I mean, I like telling them, but I, mean, I, I like telling them as the stories. I don't like telling them too hard. Because to me, that, that, that side is meaningless. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it's a beautiful thing when you look at it that way. You know what I mean? Like, damn, I was rubbing shoulders with these cats. Like, this, I'm one of them, and they, they see me as that. Not me. They see me. Like, you know who one of my biggest fans right now? Uh, uh, not Keith Cowboy, because he was a fan of mine, too. I met him in Jamaica Park. But uh, Raheem from Raheem. Grandmaster Class and Furious 5. Okay. Raheem follows me on, on Instagram. We talk regularly. He's one of my biggest fans, yo. And I've never met him face-to-face -face like that. I mean, he's not somebody I knew from back in the days. This is a fan of mine, yo. You know uh, who else is a fan of mine on Facebook? I'll be sure, yo. I'll be sure. I haven't heard from him in a long time. I'll be sure. He got a radio show in our Vegas. He just signed with Dog Pound Gangsters. This dude responds to me in a message on a regular basis. I never met him like that. Like, these, like for those kind of people to really pay, pay attention to me and give me the recognition like that, I'm honored, yo. Like, real talk. I'm honored. Yeah, that's, that's dope, man. So... So, Jack God, man, tell us some of your experience. When it comes to experience for me, uh, it's very little. Um, only only uh, uh, when it comes to, you know, creative experiences, I mean, that's, that's daily stuff. But 
when it comes to actually uh, in, entertainment experiences, you did a show with me last year. I know. <laughs> I actually had the show with my last year, my very first show. It was um uh uh it was a uh, very very small minutes. I had like one one little time slot, or whatever. Uh, but um you know it was just an experience. You know I messed I, mean, I had to slip up some tryouts or whatever. But the most of my most of my experiences right now is you know living right next to me. I'm still unfolding a lot of history right next to me. I got a, a whole chapter of music that I'm walking alongside with on his next chapter. You know, so it's like I'm I'm just we just building right now on on my aspect. I'm just building up. Okay, I'm about the podcast. So uh, I do have a podcast. I just started up on my, not a podcast, but it's, it's a little show I got started up on my um, my Instagram live. Then expand it more once I uh, establish it more. But uh, I, you know, go into the history. It's called live. Uh, it's called lives with drums and God. Uh, the rise with drums and God. That's what it's called. The rise. And what we do is we go into my pop's history. We go into the music. I play into it a little bit, and we um we just go in depth within the lyrics. And get the history within the lyrics, where it came from, where what type of mindset he was down, who made the beat. You know what I mean? We just get into it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, maybe who would you like to have got a feature with? You know, just any type of questions back about the about the song that I may have not been able to, you know, just get closure for, you know. Um, I've uh missed a lot of years with my pops. I've missed a lot of years with my pops. I just reconnected with him last year. So it's just I felt like, because every day I'm like, what's this from? Why you do that? When you do this? And I'm like, all right, why not? I just, I feel like I, I can make a whole show out of this, you know? I feel like I can do this with everybody else, you know? It's it's that entertaining, because it, we'll be talking all day about what the stories that unfolded and how he was at this club right before this yeah. happened. And I think, so I think that's just dope. And the, the biggest, the, my thing I love the most is the environment it's just not the same as how it is now, of course. Like, so when we talk and hear his stories, park jams, radio shows, going crazy with the crew, all that, that's not the same. So it's like, I get to, I get to really engulf that way. It's, it's dope. I want to, and I want to, and I want to be able to, in my own way, re remake that and recreate that in, in my artistry, you know, in performances and stuff like that in live streets. So I want to be able to, Keep the rawness, you know. I don't wanna, I don't wanna be doing what everybody else is doing, you know. So I want to make sure I, I keep it authentic, keep it original. I'm digging the vibes, man. Do you have any advice for the youngins that are coming up that want to do what you guys are doing? I'm gonna let you answer that. My advice is, uh, man, keep your ears open, keep your mouth closed, um, and, and until until it's time for you to open your mouth, you know. Of course, a closed mouth don't get fed, but if you, you open your mouth all the time, you never know when that opportunity is. Just be smarter. You know, be smarter. We're smarter, not harder. That, that'll keep you alive and, and keep you afloat. Yeah, that makes a lot of my sense. Would be more, my advice would be like, you know, be you. Bottom line. Just be who you are. Don't, don't let anything dictate what you're supposed to be. Don't let society do it. Don't sit there watching what somebody else got and think that you got to be that. But don't measure yourself on somebody else. You got to measure yourself on what you need to be and then be 100% back because nobody's going to be a better you than you are. That makes a lot of sense. Digging the vibes. 
Do you have any burning desires? My burning desire is to balance the universe. Like we were talking earlier, my, my, one of my attributes, my strongest attribute is the need to help the world and help the energy, not the world. And what I've realized is that's a selfishness as well, because I need to stop it from being a need and just let it be. Once it becomes a need, it becomes a personal goal. It becomes something that you have an ego over. So then you'll get upset when things don't go a certain way. You know what I mean? And it's still a balance that I'm still dealing with. It's a challenge, of course. You know what I mean? So that's one of the trappings of man. But it's really about just, you know, being that balance and being an example. I just want to be an example, the right example uh, for my kids. I want to be the right example for society. You know, I don't want I don't I don't have to teach anybody anything. I just need to be what I need to be. And what that lesson is, is what people need to get if they need to get it. You know what I mean? But I'm only I, I, need to, I that's my burning desire to be that best lesson that I can be. I could dig it. You got a burning desire, Jacob? My, my burning desire is uh, I would say my biggest my biggest desire would be something that I do all the time. It would be. Understanding, understanding perception, you know, universal perception. I just, you know, I just, my biggest, my biggest desire is knowledge. I want to know a lot. I, I know there's no such thing as knowing everything. I, I just, I, like I said, in my name, I gain wisdom, gaining false wisdom daily. I, I, everything I do is, is for ascension purposes. Yeah. You know, everything I think is for ascension purposes. Yeah. So my burning desire is really just rise. Whether it's dying, whether it's whatever you call it, I will never stop my growth. Never stop my growth. Yeah. That's I, mean, cool. I, think that, I think that really kind of defines it the best. Our biggest burning desire is to continue to rise. You know what I mean? Whatever level we get to, we know that there's another level. And it, 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 the challenge and the beauty of it is that we know that, that there's another level. So no matter what we just saw, what we think we know, what we don't know, and what we have, what was still there for us to know, is even more beautiful. Unlimited. That's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? Once you recognize that there's no end, you know what I mean? Stop putting a limit on it. Be like, I'm going to know everything. I got to have everything. You'll never have everything. You'll never know everything. Know that and expect the f and, and appreciate the fact that creation is that vast. And that you are it, period. You know what I mean? Stop trying to be more than what you are. Stop trying to be less than what you are. Be it, period. Just be it. I'm digging the vibes, man. America and the world. This is MC Andrew Love. You're watching Let's Chat and Jam. And these are my special guests, Corey Drums, Jay Guard. These two brothers here, well, Corey Drums has been in the business for a long time. He's got a lot of history. And as I said earlier, he's a living legend in the hip-hop industry, man. And in Jay God is just coming up, young brother, but he gets it from his daddy, man. You hear it in his bars. He's talking about realistic stuff in his music, stuff that matters, stuff that could change your life. Both of these brothers have substance in their music, man. They got substance. Like you can, a bowl of oatmeal is like substance, right? You know what oatmeal is going to do for you. It's going to fill me up. It's going to make me feel good inside. And that's exactly what you're listening to when you hear Corey Drums and Jay God. Their music makes you feel good inside. It's like it empowers you to be better than you were yesterday. So every time you listen to a Corey Drums track or a Jay God track, 
There's two things you're going to know. One thing, they're not talking about no bullshit. They're not going to be mumble rapping where you don't understand a word they're saying. No, they give you straight bars, word for word. I mean, you anybody, even a child, can understand and comprehend the substance that Jay God and Corey Drums brings to you every time they release a track. And I'm telling you something, Jay God, the more you do, the better you're going to get. And I'm digging the vibes, and I'm glad that I had the opportunity to speak to the both of you guys, man. And Corey Drums, I must say to you, I'm proud of you, man. Thank you've you, come a long way from where you were, and you've made a whole 180 in your life. And it's like where you were, you became a whole parallel of yourself. You're like, you know what? I'm going to become my alter ego. Right. Indeed. And now your alter ego is yourself. Indeed. Indeed. And Jay God, man, you went through a lot. You've been through a lot. You lived a hard life. Hard life. But as you just showed us, that hard life has taught you a lot of valuable lessons. And those lessons you've decided, you know what? I'm going to take these lessons and I'm going to just go ahead and do what I got to do. Make wow. it happen. Indeed. And that's exactly what you're doing, man. It's like you're telling, you're showing these kids that and, and other people, when you want something, just go ahead and do it. Right. Just, you don't have to, only you can stop you. Yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm really digging the vibes, man. And since you guys been here uh, for the first time, you have now become part of the Let's Chat and Jam fan, which means you don't have to wait for me to hit you up and say, hey, Corey, drums, or Jay God, can you come to the show? Nah, you can tap into my DMs and you can say, hey, I'm C. Angel Love. We have some things we want to talk about. We want to do it on your show. Can we get some time? And of course, I'll go to my calendar. I'll dig it out. I'm like, deal, you on the show. Yeah, that's love. Yeah. So the question I have for you is, well, that's not even a question, really. Can you tell the people where they can find you guys? Everywhere. All over. It's just like, oh, we all over the place. <laughs> Anywhere you can type up my name yeah. in the search bar. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm, I'm actually in, in, um, investigating um, going into the NFT issues and creating our music as NFTs as well. So you will be able to get us everywhere. The blockchain media you coming soon. On Instagram, on Twitter, on uh, uh, Spotify, everything I'm known as J-A-Y-Y-G-A-W-D. doesn't change. But you can find us together, of course, as the Banks Brand Music. Uh, or you can find us on each other's pages by first. Oh, you already know. Just search Brand the 2B. Do you guys have a track or music together? We're working on a project together oh, yes, right now, yes, actually. Yes, that's, the God's, that's the God's project. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we're working on an EP, me and him. While I'm working on my album, he's working on his album, and we're working on a, a joint EP together. Well, that joint EP is going to be one wicked stuff. I can't wait to sink my teeth into that. Yeah, that's going to be noodles. Tell it. That one's going to be noodles. We, ain't, we haven't leaked any of that yet, neither. Like, that's going to be noodles. That's the- <laughs> Bang it, man. People that are gonna be like that might be the one I drop on the NFT as a you know what I mean as a collectible or something like that. See, folks, this is why I have brothers like this on my show so I can give you those sneak peeks. And you're gonna say, "Damn, MC Angel, love you did it again. You told us to go tap in to Corey Drums and Jay God, and we did. And guess what? They're dope, just like you said they would be. Of course, you got that right. They dope. So right. tap in, man. Tap in." 
Well, my brothers, I'm so glad that you came through, man. I really am. I'm so glad you came by. I'm so honored and humbled to have two rap gods in my presence, man. No, no, I'm in your presence. And so, thank you guys for coming through, man. Please be safe out there where you're at. And everybody else, I want you guys to be safe. You know, you could, you have a dream, go ahead and go for it, man. You can live your dream right now. All you have to do is step, put one foot forward the other and just keep stepping to it. Don't let nothing stand in your way because only you can stop you. And nothing beats a failure but a try. Peace out, folks. Hey, this is MC Andrew Love, and I want to thank you for tapping in to Let's Chat and Jam. We enjoy speaking to all these independent artists, but for without people listening like you, it would not be possible. Thank you for listening.